Hi, this is Jim Swilly. Welcome to Metron Live. Metron is a Greek word that means sphere of influence. I believe in living your best life possible, and that's the reason for this podcast. This is my Metron. Now let me help you discover yours. Welcome to Metron Live, the Metron podcast coming to you live from uh, Metron. Metron people, would you welcome the podcast people? Let them know. Good. We are, um, we are in our second installment of this series called The Spirit World Realities on Earth as it is in Heaven. And I used this reference last week. I want to I go back to it and show it to you in a couple of other uh, uh, translations. This is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. This is in the, the voice translation. And it's Paul saying, he says, Boasting like this is necessary, but it's unbecoming and probably unavailing. Since you won't hear me any other way, let me tell you about visions and revelations I received of the Lord. Now let me, let me explain to you the conversation he's in. You know, um, the 12 disciples that Jesus chose, he actually went to them and said, follow me. Paul never met Jesus in the flesh. Paul was off doing something entirely different. Uh, he didn't, he didn't meet Jesus on a beach somewhere. He was on the road to Damascus and saw a bright light that shone out of heaven. And because of that, the apostles who had been chosen never really accepted Paul's apostleship. Uh, and to make matters worse, instead of him going to Jerusalem and being mentored by them, he goes to Arabia for three years. Who goes to Arabia? What are you going to become a Muslim? Like, what, what are you going to Arabia? And, and they sort of interpreted it as, as him kind of giving them the finger and he kind of was. Uh, and it, there was a, a bit of a fracture between, um, the original apostles and Paul. The reason it sounds like the gospels are so different from the epistles is because they are. The epistles were written first, and then those original apostles, when they started dying off, they said, this guy didn't know what he's talking about. We, we need to give the, the actual record. So the, the gospels were written later, uh, to sort of, um, Set the record straight, if you will. So here he's he's in the middle of explaining, uh, you know, and sort of defending his apostleship. And he says, um, he says, let let me tell you about my dreams and revelations. Okay. So he says, fourteen years ago there was this man I knew. Now he's speaking of himself. Hey, bud, how you doing? Come in. He says, there was this man I knew, a believer in the anointed who was caught up to the third heaven. Last week when I used this uh, I, passage, I used it in the message, and he says, I was hijacked into paradise. It's, it nearly sounds like an alien abduction. Uh, he said, I'm, he, he's not, he's speaking of himself in third person, but he says, this thing happened and I was taken, what he called the third heaven because back then, as many people do now, they believe the earth was flat. It is not. Um, but anyway, they, they believe that, you know, there was the, the firmament and then there was something that they called the third heaven. The better translation is, it's just something that he couldn't explain. He said, I was, I was taken somewhere and he said, I can't even talk about it. Even now when I talk about it, it's so altered my consciousness that I have to, I can't use pronouns. I have to, I have to speak of myself in third person. 
So he says, 14 years ago, there was this man I knew, a believer in the anointed, who was caught up to the third heaven. And here's the, this is the main thing I want you to get this month. Whether this was in an, whether this was an in or out of body experience, I don't know. Only God knows. Um, let me show you this same passage in another, uh, this is in the concordant literal version. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. If boasting must be, though, it is not expedient, indeed, yet I shall also be coming to, and this is interesting that this word out of the Hebrew is translated apparitions. Because usually we think of apparitions as ghosts, okay? Uh, he said, I shall be coming to apparitions and revelations of the Lord. I am acquainted with a man in Christ 14 years before this, whether in a body I am not aware or outside of the body, I am not aware. God is aware. Such a one was snatched away to the third heaven. Let me explain to you why I'm talking about this this month. Miracles are supposed to be a way of life. Miracles are supposed to become so much a part of your daily experience that you're not surprised when they happen, you're surprised when they don't happen. Instead of you saying, oh my God, I got a miracle, your paradigm should be, it's been four or five hours since I've had a miracle, what's up? I mean, they're supposed to, they're supposed to become as commonplace to you that it's like breathing. So much so that Paul says, I reached a place, a dimension where I honestly can't tell if I'm in the body or out of the body. I honestly can't tell if it's a physical or spiritual manifestation because it's all the same i'm not i'm not creating my reality to the paradigm of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil i'm creating it through the tree of life and everything is just everything everything is spiritual there's not the spiritual stuff and the secular stuff uh, i was thinking about it that when um shondra sang that second song that she wrote uh because we've we've seen her live m many many times and most recent one, I guess it, I don't know if you want to announce it, but she's, she has a, you call it a residency now. There's like a, a regular place you're going to be appearing. Uh, you, you can go to her website and find out about that. But, uh, last time we saw her was at City Winery and it was great. And, um, and it's, what's amazing to me, cause I, I know her. I know where she's coming from. I, uh, very interested in her career. Like I tell you, those of you that watch Bruh, which, when is, when is season four coming out? We keep looking every night. Where's season four? Oh, that's right. This is the writer's strike. Let me tell you, if you watch Bruh, I tell you this every time as Chandra's pastor. Chandra is saved. Miss Alice is not. So remember, it's called acting. So if you look, if you watch Bruh, and you go, I can't believe a Holy Ghost-filled woman used that kind of language. Chandra didn't say that. Miss Alice said that. It's called acting. Anyway, um, we were, I was listening to her, because it was, you know, it's a secular concert, and yet, you could just feel the anointing. I mean, there was such an anointing, and when, I don't even know if you have a word for what it is that you do. It's not, it's not scat singing. I, you know, what Ella Fitzgerald did was great, and I'm a big fan of hers. This is different. It's not speaking in tongues. It's not, 
It's kind of like channeling the elders. I don't know what it is, but it's spiritual. And it's interesting when I'm sitting in a crowd of people who may not have heard that and she starts doing it, I can see everybody starts experiencing the anointing. Now, the way I was raised, we were taught you can't feel the anointing where people are sitting drinking alcohol. You can only feel the anointing in church at the altar call. And that's coming from people who have not had this revelation yet. Because what he says is, whether it was in the body or out of the body, I can't tell. Because it's all the same to me. Everything I say is spiritual. It's been interesting over the um, nine years now that we've had Metron, uh, I've had a wide array of people who have sung for us. Uh, Paulette sung for us. And, uh, but I've had a lot of secular people who don't do any what you would call Christian or spiritual music at all. And it's been so interesting to me to see how God uses them. Like I have somebody come in singing the blues about somebody breaking up and, you know, you know you're no good and whatever. And me knowing, because I've just counseled with somebody out there in the audience, like, People don't even know that's a word for that person right there. They don't even know. He's prophesying. It sounds like a secular song. But that's prophecy right there. And y'all are some flexible, mature, evolved people. Because, you know, amen. Because back, you know, when I'd have Judah in, Judah's a worship leader, and y'all would be like, our God raised. You'd be singing. And the next week I'd have... I'd have uh, Chelsea in there, like, imagine there's no heaven, and y'all, y'all are grooving. <laughs> I'm like, there is, let me tell you something, there is no place like this place. Um, but it's because, it's because we've experienced God is in everything. That's why you're watching a movie sometime, and it's a secular movie, it's not about the Lord, but something... Somebody will say something and you're like, oh man, that really, that really touched me deeply. What was that? It's the anointing because it, you're saying like with Paul, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. It, it's to me, there's no chasm between the spiritual and the secular because it's all, all music comes from God. All art comes from God. Uh, everything that's beautiful comes from God. And not everybody's ready for that revelation yet. Um, one thing that I'm fascinated with in quantum physics is the idea of a multiverse and parallel realities. And I've, I've shared this with you lots of times, but you know, on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, Peter gets up and he's preaching to everybody and he, said, he rebukes the people. He says, you all crucified an innocent man. He said, you executed an innocent man who did no wrong. He's defending Jesus. And in the very next breath, he says, and it happened exactly as God ordained it to happen. Have haven't you ever experienced the, the worst thing that ever happened to you being the best thing that ever happened to you and you can't explain it? You know what it's like. You know, you, you think, man, I love my children, but I should have never met, I should have never met their daddy. <laughs> How can you hold those two thoughts? You know, I should my life would have been so much better if we if I'd never gotten with her. And the very next thought, if I hadn't gotten with her, we wouldn't have these children. One one thought doesn't cancel out the other because two things can be true at the same time. And until you understand that, you'll never understand how miracles work. If you'll indulge me, I'm not going to tell you the whole story again, but it's been a little over two years ago now. I've told you about when we were up in North Carolina uh, tubing 
on a river and how I lost everything. I had everything in a plastic bag and lost it at the bottom of whitewater rapids and there's no way. I went to the game warden and she said, you're never going to find that stuff, you know. And it was everything. It was my phone. It was my wallet. It was uh, my glass. I don't think it was my glasses. It was my key. No, it wasn't my keys. Uh, it was my Apple Watch I just bought. It was, it was several things I needed, especially my phone. I don't know if y'all are like me, but my phone is my bank. It's my, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know Ken's phone number. All I know is, hey, Siri, call Ken. That's what I know. <laughs> like, now I would just go to landlines and look at them. Hey, Siri, call mom. Like, it's not working. And you know the story how, you know, I finally just had to let it go. And the day before at Metron, I talked about inhaling and exhaling. And I said the inhale represents that you're believing for the very best. The exhale is I'm going to be okay if the very best doesn't happen. It's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saying, we believe God will deliver us from this fiery furnace, but if He doesn't, we're going to be okay. And there's something very next level about getting to that place that you're saying, I know it's going to work out, but I'm going to be okay either way. And so we finally, because we were staying in Blairsville at Howie's cabin, and you know, at a certain point we had to we had to leave. We couldn't. I just couldn't stay there and stare at the at, on the riverbank all day, and. Uh, so I told Ken, I said, you know, can you get off tomorrow? Because I've got to start the whole process of I got to go get a new driver's license. And and on you know on the way back, we stopped at AT and T. I said, can I my, can I get a new phone because my phone's on the bottom of a river? And they said, yeah, you can, but you need ID. I said, well, my ID's on the bottom of the river too. And like, well, I could. So I'm just like I'm I I can't do anything. And so I said, well, you know, it's not the end of the world. I'm not going to freak out about it. But I said, let me also tell y'all this. It was Ken and Howie and Jerry were there. I said, I don't know how to explain this, but before midnight tonight, I'm going to have all of my stuff and everything's going to be working. Now, that doesn't make sense because we got in the car and drove back to Blairsville, which was, I don't know, two hours away maybe, hour and a half. And um, when we got back to his cabin in Blairsville, I hear... Ken on the phone with somebody. I'm in the bathroom. I hear him talking. And he says, hey, it's your mom. I said, okay. He said, they found your stuff. I'm like, okay, what? Who is they? What are you talking about? A scuba diver from Savannah that day decided to get up and go scuba dive in a river in North Carolina. I didn't even know that was a thing. And he didn't know what Siri is. He, my stuff, he, when we met him later, he said, I poured out the water and I picked up this phone and this voice said, here's something you can say, call mom. So he's like, call mom. Well, it rings my mom who doesn't even know we're out of town. And this guy says, uh, I don't know who you are, but I think I found your stuff, your son's stuff on the bottom of a river in North Carolina, which, of course, mom immediately thinks the worst. <laughs> but the point is, uh, I got on the phone with him. I said, can you stay right there? We're driving back We're driving back to Bryson City as uh, fast as we can. And we did. We got there, and I'm, I met him, and uh, it was amazing because he said, I went to the bottom of the river, and I looked. There was nothing. There was nothing under there. 
And just before I got out, I looked behind a boulder and there was a little piece of a plastic bag that was going like that. And he said, the thing is, you have to know how to open one of those because if you, if you pull it the wrong way, it'll just disintegrate and all your stuff will... What, once your stuff's caught up in that current of the white water, you, you don't ever find it again. So it was a real miracle to the point my watch still worked, the phone worked, the ink on a check that somebody had just written me that was in my wallet did not even run. I mean, it was, it was miraculous. The reason I'm telling you this again is I said two different things. I said, you know what? It's not the end of the world. We'll go back home and I'll start the process. And then I said, I know this sounds crazy, but before midnight tonight, I'm going to have all my stuff and everything's going to be working. Because that sounds like two complete different thoughts. Because it is two complete different thoughts. And by the time we left, we got back from Bryson City, back down to Blairsville, and drove back to Atlanta. As we're driving in my parking lot of my building, it's 10 minutes to 12, and I said, I would like to uh, submit for the jury that I have all of my stuff, everything works, exactly as I said. Now, which is it? If I had said, I'm not leaving this river because somehow I believe there's a scuba diver coming up from Savannah. I just feel like a scuba diver's got... People would have said, you, you, you lost your mind. There's no, that's not a thing. If you're always fixated on how the thing is going to happen, you'll never operate in the miraculous. And if you feel the impulse to say something that sounds crazy, like, all right, I'm going to get back in this car and I'm going to start the process of getting a driver's license and a new phone and cancel my credit cards and, you know, I'm back to square one. I'll do it. But I also want to say I'm going to have all my stuff. Which is it? It's, it's yes and. Nothing in the spirit world is either or. Everything is yes and. And the more you learn to recognize miracles, the more you'll, the less you'll be aware of the physical realm. Um, this is why I believe I'm going to live out a good long time. I'm not planning on going anywhere. Uh, but I also am not afraid of transitioning to the next dimension because both things are coexisting simultaneously. Y'all with me? So, the, the point of this um, teaching this month is to get you to notice the miraculous. Because I'm, I'm finding that the more I'm aware of it, the more it happens. Your awareness attracts even more of the supernatural. And miracles become a way of life. Let me show you these uh, quotes. This, this is by uh, the famous Henry Miller. And he says, the moment one gives close attention to anything, even a blade of grass, it becomes a mysterious, awesome, indescribably magnificent world in itself. Now look, I'm a city boy. I live downtown. I live most of my life on concrete. But I also know you have to connect with nature. You have to see nature. You have to get outside. Uh, once in a while, you have to take your shoes off and put your bare feet on the earth that whole thing about grounding it's a real thing about synchronizing your uh body clock with the with the tidal 
uh, um, schedule, and also the earth absorbs toxins out of your body. Once in a while, you need to become a child again. When Jesus said, stop obsessing over what you're going to eat and going to drink, he says, go consider the lilies. When he said, go look at a flower, he wasn't being poetic. He said, you need to turn your phone off and go sit in the field and look at a flower. Um, if you can, whether you're really a beach person or not, if you can go to the ocean and not be overwhelmed by the surf, uh, you, you, need to get, you need to get saved again. Because every time, I've, and as many times as I've been to the beach in my life, I, and I'm not even that much of a beach, like this week, they, did you see it in, uh, where was it in Florida? People were splashing around the water, and a huge shark is just swimming all around them. I'm like, no. Daddy's not getting in the water that much, but I like to be there. I like to be, I like to put my feet in it. I mean, there, yeah, there was a day I'd get out there in the float and just stay all day long, but you know, it's like, eh, not so much now. I'm on their turf out there, and so, you know, I can't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, that's, that's, you know, if you, and I know I got scuba divers in here, I'm sure, uh, have nerves of steel. That's y'all's journey. Jeff and Marty, they go to like to Fiji and all these places where there's like sea monsters and <laughs> all kinds of things. They don't even have names for it. They don't care. I care. Um, but there's something about just like I'm as recently as a few days ago, we were with his family uh, down in Daytona. I mean, I'm just standing there. Look, I'm still amazed at it. Like, I think, wow, look at that. It goes out. And it comes back in. It goes out and it comes back in. I just stand there and look at it for a minute and I start feeling the Holy Spirit speak to me. I start hearing the voice inside me say, this is the way abundance comes to you. This is the way the flow works in your life. This is the energy of the earth. And that's, you know, honestly, that's one reason. Now in the cold weather, we have to go inside some. But that's why I take you to these places like Jekyll Island and stuff, because I can lead you in a meditation, but the nat Mother Nature does most of the heavy lifting for these things. If I can just facilitate you getting out there, you know, in the, in the sea breeze, get the sand in your toes, hear the ocean, you start, you start tuning into the miraculous. And I think that's why we've seen some pretty amazing manifestations. How many of y'all were there the first time we went to Jekyll Island and the sea literally opened up? And I've never, as many times as I've been there, I've never seen it do that again. I thought that was a thing it did every morning at that time, but it doesn't. I've been back there that same time. It didn't have, we were, we were, I was sitting there talking. It was just like Moses, like it just opened and we, we probably walked out further than we should have because if it had come back really fast, we'd have been, <laughs> we'd have been hustling to get back Jesus. But, um, but that was a miracle. And then we were in St. Simon's where we're, we're just doing our gratitude list and suddenly this, massive double rainbow appears over us that was um and it hadn't even rained that day um and i could go on and on about those kind of things let me show you this next uh uh wayne dyer dr wayne dyer he said when you awaken to your true divine nature you will see and begin to appreciate the beauty in everything you touch see and interact with if if you're all of us are aging but if you're not aging to the point that you're, um, if you're not becoming more and more taken with life, fascinated with life, 
you're not doing it right. If you're becoming blasé about sunsets and uh, you know amazing things like that, this is why the miraculous is not manifesting in your life because you don't recognize it when you see it. I know with me, I mean, I've I've made 65 circles around the sun, and uh, everything to me is more amazing than it ever has been. I mean, I felt like yesterday uh, we went to Houston's. That's I guess our favorite restaurant here. And it's, I mean, it's pricey, but it's not what you would call like a super high dollar. I mean, you know, we, we wore shorts and, you know, it's casual. But wasn't it the best meal we've ever had? I mean, even this morning we got up and Ken was saying, man, I got to say, that was, that was like the best rib I have ever had. Well, he said, what's that got to do with the miraculous? That's why miracles happen because we notice how good everything is. It was just great. We got there, didn't have to wait on a table. Miracle. Bishop, that's not a miracle. See, that's why you don't get them. That's, that's, right. that's why you don't get them, because you don't, you don't notice them when they happen right in front of your face. We got there early for our reservation, and I said, we're, we're fine, we're a little bit early, but it's fine, we'll, just, we'll go get a glass of wine or something. And she said, well, you, we can go seat you right now. We're like, miracle, all right. Waiter was cute. Miracle. I don't need no ugly waiter. <laughs> but the more you notice it, the more you live the life that Paul was living when he said, this thing happened to me, but honestly, I can't tell you if it was a dream or if it was astral projection or if I'd left my body. I, I don't know what happened, but it was real. The dream world and the reality world are the same thing. That's what should be happening. There should be this eclipse of these two polarities happening in your life to where everything becomes spiritual and you just speak something out of your mouth and it happens. Let me show you this next one. Uh, the great C.S. Lewis said, uh, miracles are a retelling in small letters of the very same story which is written across the whole world in letters too large for some of us to see. Um, you know? And see, this is why, you know, when you need miracles for the big stuff, like when the doctor says you've got cancer and you've got a year to live or something like that, you, you have to work your way up to experiencing what we would call the big miracles because in spirit world, there's no big or little miracle. It's, it's just miracles. Again, I've referred to this many times, but in The Empire Strikes Back, remember when Luke Skywalker's uh, spaceship crashes into the swamp and he had already learned how he could levitate rocks and... Uh, Yoda says to him, well, you can you could levitate your uh, uh, spaceship. And he says, I can't do that. And he says, the difference is only in your mind. I'm not going to try to imitate Yoda because it hurts my throat. <laughs> but there's a real truth to that. The reason you're not prepared for the big stuff when you really need a miracle like a life or death is because you've been sitting through too many sunsets and not noticing it. Miracles everywhere. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Miracle, schmiracle. I've seen it all the time. This is why when you really need one, you're not ready for it. 
When you're living in the miracle zone where ev just everything feels miraculous. You know, you're grateful for every good thing that happens. Every day that you wake up. You know, uh, I believe that I'm coming through my little heart situation. But, you know, the good news with that is every day that I've awakened since then, I'm telling you every morning I think, oh, I woke up again this morning. Okay, cool. Good. It, make, it automatically starts your day differently because you think, oh, I got another one. And it's not like I think it's my last one. But it also made me aware that these don't go on indefinitely. So as many as you got left, you got to start looking for those miracles. Where are they? Well, I don't see them. Well, see, you breezed right through breakfast, didn't even notice how miraculous that omelet was. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine because you've become so inured to all these amazing things. I mean, even hearing somebody like Chandra sing to us in something that you could call like a, a private listening room nearly. This is like, that's huge. Do you know how many people will never get to do something like that? And we're just like, you know, and, and I'm not saying you take it for granted. I'm saying you recognize how awesome it is uh, that, you, that you are a part of it. And that's how you, you just keep the pipeline going. Miracles are something that you have to you have to get a rhythm of them. You know what I mean? It's like nearly to the point uh, that, you know, every day you're like, hey, man, it's, it's getting late in the day and I haven't really manifested a lot of miracles yet. What, I got I to gotta stoke that fire. What's going on? And sometimes you got to start sending that energy out. You got to start speaking things. You got to start, start doing some uh, reliving of what happened today? What have I not noticed? What, uh, what have I not been grateful for? And because it, it's getting that spirit life tuned up so that when you really need the waters to part, something that really is life and death, you're like, well, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm prepared for it. I've been building myself up for the miraculous. I can just speak a word and it's done. Let me show you this. Amen. Come on now. Don't shout me down just because I'm preaching good. Now, this Einstein quote I've used so much, it nearly has become my mantra, but I, I love it. I, I, I love it because, well, let me show you what he says. Um, there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. I love this so much. Um, every few days, somebody will write me and say, why do you, why do you, what's the deal with 11-11? Why do you look at that so much? Why do you do a, a live stream? You know, what's, what's the deal about that? And, um, you know, there's a lot of articles written about it online that may or may not be something I agree with. I don't know. I mean, there's articles about angel numbers and stuff like that. And the thing is, I'm looking at my watch constantly. I'm looking at my phone constantly. So it's highly probable that at least twice a day I should probably see 1111 on my phone. It's not, it's not something that is that earth-shaking. However, I choose to see it as a miracle. So many times I'm at a certain place, something's going on, and I'll just check my watch and I think, well, that happened at 1111. Now you may say, that's just, a, that's just, what is that? That's nothing. Well, in the book of Acts, it says that God spoke out of heaven and some people heard it and other people said, it's just thunder. Um, some of you remember this. Jack, Jackie's not with us today, but uh, Jackie and I have talked about this a lot. One, one time, I, I think we were on St. Simon's and I had y'all in a meditation 
And it's big beach. I mean, there's other people out there. We were, we were sort of isolated. And I had all your, your eyes were closed. And I had music playing. And some dog about, I don't know, 60 feet away is barking, yapping nonstop enough to the, that it just became obnoxious. And all I'm, I'm leading everybody and I'm like, all right, just keep your eyes closed. And I just went, shh. And the dog stopped. Well, I didn't say anything about it. A couple of people, including Jackie, said, oh, I saw you. I saw you when you shut that dog up. I said, y'all have definitely drank the Kool-Aid. Because it would be easy to say, you didn't have anything to do with that. The dog just got tired of barking. Maybe. But if you're that skeptical, remember this coming Tuesday when you need a miracle and you don't know how to get them, it's because you're an amateur. I've had a couple, at least one person said to me, I tried your little trick of speaking to the weather. We went on vacation. It didn't work for us. And I thought, okay, first of all, it's not a little trick. Secondly, you're not me. I mean, I've been, I've been uh, developing that ability for many, many years. And even now, it's not always 100%. But I've had, Ken can tell you, I mean, you remember, we didn't run the Peachtree this, uh, although Felicia did send us T-shirts, so I'm just going to wear it and say I ran it. Uh, <laughs> did you run it, Will? I did. You did? In the rain. Oh, it closed out. It closed out. So you didn't get your t-shirt? Oh. I didn't know that. See, I didn't run it this year. Sorry. Y'all should have had a miracle worker, huh? Was she from Kenya? They're always from Kenya. It's always an African. Not an African-American. America slowed y'all down. I'm not even, it was, it's always somebody from Kenya. People from Kenya, I don't know why they're so fast. Why do, you're, you're African. Why are, Ken, why are Kenyans so fast? Yeah? Everybody I've ever met that's one is Kenya. Anyway, um, there was one year we were running it, and we, we were leaving my house, getting on the Morita, and it was raining, and I just said, would you please stop until the race is over? And no lie, it just goes, boom, it just stopped. And as we crossed the finish line, it started again. Now, you can say, that's just a fluke. You were just at the right place at the right time. Tuesday, remember, you're going to need a miracle. <laughs> See, it's that kind of scoffing. It's that kind of skepticism. It's why you don't get the miracles. But those of you that live in miracle zone, you know this is how you notice them. When you, those of you that are early risers, go, don't you just go get in the bathroom. Go look at that sun. If the sun's rising, take a second and look at it and be amazed. I mean, we don't sing it much now, but man, it's the classic. I don't know if it's technically a hymn, but it's, Oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds Thy hands have made. I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout the universe displays. Then sings my soul. My soul sings out 
how great you are because I'm blown away by it. If you can look at a sunset or a sunrise or a miracle, I'm sure I look at y'all with your babies up there and you, you know, you know what it's like. You probably sit, maybe not so much now, but in the early days, you know what it's like when you just had a baby, you just sit and stare at them forever. You know, and you probably still do. But I remember when, when we had babies, I, I would just look at them like, I can't, like we made people. That's just, that's just the most amazing thing in the world. We just made people. You know, later you're like, tell me about it. I know. <laughs> but it's still, it's still miraculous. This last Wednesday night, I, you know, I had dinner with my three sons. My daughter lives in Santa Fe. But, you know, I'm, we go around the table every Wednesday night for whoever's there. What did you learn this week? What are you, what are you thankful for? And J- Jared said, I don't think he would mind me saying this, but he said, you know, all these years when he was on his journey, he said, I never went to a doctor at all. And he said, there's no way to tell you how much I drank over the years. There's no, there's no way to tell you. He said, I go for a full checkup and I have no liver damage. Uh, my, I'm completely, you know, I'm completely healthy. And he said, the way that I've lived most of my adult life, that's a miracle. And I said, man, I'm just glad you recognize that. Because it really, really is. And I'm looking around. Now they're all grown men. They're, um, uh, you know, all three of their birthdays are in August. And uh, Jared's turning 40 and Jonah's turning 30. And uh, I'm still just amazed. Like, wow, look at this. They're, they're all very different. And you should still be amazed at what you were able to create. Even if they're a prodigal right now. Even if they're out living in a pigsty. The prodigal still comes back. Always remember that miracles are still out there. So when he says you can live your life as though, as though nothing is a miracle or as though everything is a miracle, I choose to be in the everything is a miracle zone. And if people think I'm crazy because some things that maybe... Maybe that was just a coincidence or whatever. That's fine if you want to call it that. I choose to call it a miracle. I choose to think of myself as a miracle magnet. Uh, And just in the course of a day, so many little things will happen. They're They're not significant enough for me to do a Facebook post about it, but it's just enough. There's just enough green lights from the universe that you're in the zone, you're in the zone, you're in the zone, you're in the zone. You know what I'm talking about. All right, Uh, Paul Coelho says this, and I'm going to end on this. The greatness of God reveals itself in simple things. Y'all feel me? If you're bored with simplicity, you need to get right. Something's not right with your paradigm. The greatness of God reveals itself in simple things. You hear me? The greatness of God reveals itself in simple things. When you've got somebody on your mind all day long, you can't get them off your mind, give them a call. Because there's a reason why 
You keep thinking about them. Why? The greatness of God reveals itself in simple things. Well, if I could see the Red Sea part, then I would believe. No, you wouldn't. Because if you don't believe at just getting a good tra- a good parking space, if that doesn't... I mean, it's not like I pray about it, but we go somewhere, I'll say, hey, we're going to so-and-so, we need a good parking space. And I mean, just about 100% of the time, it happens. Now, it wouldn't be the end of the world if it didn't. It's not like we're going to, you know, it's not going to ruin our day. It's just it happens so much. And I'm, you know... I believe we have divinity, but I always say, look at God. Won't He do it? I'm always saying, you know, He did it again. And the more you notice it, the more He does it. Aren't you that way in your human relationships? When people are grateful for what you do for them, doesn't it make you want to do more for them? I tell you, what, does, what doesn't make you want to do more for them is if you do something really nice and they go, that's it? That's all you got? You'll be like, well, I don't need, I won't be doing anything for you again. In great. Like, we can't, you can't be happy just for that. Uh, I've noticed that the people who really are the most prosperous are usually the most appreciative when something happens to them. Why, how do you think they became prosperous? You prosper and are in health even as your soul prospers. Every time I go, something I want to buy, and I think, I'm not going to buy that, and I come back a few days later, and that same thing is there, and it's marked down. I'm like, he rebukes the devourer for my sake. You can say, that's not a miracle. That's just a sale. You know, because they're trying to get rid of their inventory. See, that's why you don't get You'll remember it. You'll remember this Tuesday when you need a miracle, because you don't even notice when the Holy Ghost said to you, don't buy it. Now, come back next week, it's going to be marked down 50%. But see, you didn't listen. You walk around going, I never get a miracle. Nothing ever happens to me. Exactly. As your faith is, so be it unto you. I'm telling you, you know, I was joking with Kita yesterday at the store, but not really. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I was kind of being facetious, but I kind of didn't want him to have to pay full price for it. When I said, come on, let the Lord use your kita. And she was laughing. I thought. The greatness of God reveals itself in simple things. I pray that you open your spiritual eyes to the point that you can say like Paul, This thing happened to me, but whether in the body or out of the body, I can't tell. I don't know. Because it's all just become spiritual to me. And you know, I said this to you last week. I'll say it before I close. You know how you know you're on this trajectory? Something will happen that you'll breeze through and you'll say, you know, if this had happened a couple of years ago, I'd have taken to my bed. I would have been... I would have been beside myself. But for some reason, I just kind of breeze through this. Why? Because you're in the Spirit. You're seated with Him in heavenly places. You're Whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. The more you walk in the Spirit realm, the less the little stupid stuff gets to you. And that's how you... That, that's my litmus test for it. It's like, how do I know I'm progressing spiritually? Because things that used to... like. Somebody used to say something to me, but I can't believe they said that. Now I'm like, yeah, they probably did mean it, but whatever. It's not, that's really about them. It's not about me. It's something they're working through. And 
I'm not going to take it personally. Why? Because I'm living in a miracle zone. When you start learning how to produce your own miracles, you stop being jealous of other people's lives. You don't need what they have because you can produce your own. I got my own miracle maker. I mean, I don't need what you got. I can speak my own stuff into existence. I don't need yours. My journey's my journey. You stop feeling sorry for yourself. Why don't you open doors for everybody else? Why don't you open doors for people? You've got miracle ability. Go open some doors for yourself. Stop being so victimized. Stop saying one of these days somebody's going to come by and rescue you. Yeah, they are. It's you. You're the one that's going to come through and rescue you. Because you've already been given that ability. And you're you're releasing it into your reality every day, every day, because the greatness of God reveals itself in simple things. Let's all stand. Did you all, did you all get anything out of this today? Somebody tell me, what did you hear today? If, if somebody, somebody says, what did he talk about today? What are you going to tell him? What did you hear? The greatness of God is revealed in simple things. Absolutely. Make your own miracles. You've got the ability to do that. Somebody else, what you got? Be in the miracle zone. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying about how you have to, you have to get acclimated to it. You don't just, you know what I mean? It's like building up your, your, your resistance, your equilibrium. You know, you don't just go out and run a marathon. You start little by little and, once you get in the rhythm of producing those miracles, it's just like boom, boom, boom. You just live in it all the time. Eddie? What I heard today, confirmation for everything I spirit already Yeah. Well, I see it on your post all the time. I see, you know, some people say, well, why are you posting so much about your life? Because you're recognizing this is miraculous. This is miraculous. You know, you've already experienced enough stuff. I, like, I don't, I don't want to spend the rest of my life being bored. I want it to get better and better and better and better to where I can get to the point eventually where I can just say, let there be light and the lights come on. Amen. Somebody else, what did you hear today? Beth? I, this is so on target. Yesterday I went to pick my dogs up uh, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there were four dragonflies that were just flitting around me and all I could see was, okay, somebody's come to visit. You know, that's what I felt. I was just like amazed by it. I just kept watching them. Because they kept coming up even around me. And that's so unusual. Sure. Miracles. Miracles. I don't pick at you. I'm like, you better bring me back something. I hear you. You know, we we have to appreciate the things that we have. 
Totally. Exactly. I was, safe. I was so happy that I would see somebody else doing something else. Absolutely. It's like it's like pilgrimages. When when you can go somewhere and to the glory of God, absolutely you should. And everyone's a miracle. Everyone's unique. Everyone. I love it. If I'm telling you, if you could look at a sunset and just and not notice it, I mean, it's really that, that's the whole the whole reason that novel was named the color purple is because uh, Celie and Suge Avery are walking through, and she said, "I think it pisses God off when you walk through the the color purple and don't notice it." That's the whole point of it. Uh, and if if you've if, you know they're they're making the uh, they've already made the musical into a movie. And the the main song from it, if you ever get a chance to hear that, I mean, it's it's amazing. That's what it's about. About God, God is in everything, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Anybody else? Would you, Wellington? Well, if you know Wellington's story, I mean, he his life was literally saved because. He's from Liberia, and there was civil war going on. And it was the kind of thing where if you had been just a few minutes earlier, like he has a tribal tattoo on, and everybody that had that tattoo, he could see the bodies of people floating in the water that had already been executed. And he was just it was just that timing thing. You know, if you'd been too early or too late, we would have never met you. But you knew how to get miracles, even then. And I'm telling you, Miracles, I'm, I'm going to talk about it some next week or when, whenever we're back. I will be teaching next week. But a lot about miracles is timing and understanding that they sometimes they happen incrementally. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. And you, that's why you can't not notice them. Even if it's a, a miracle that's just starting to bud, you have to say, well, all right, it's not, it's not mature yet, but something, something's happening here. Something's happening here. Right. I love it. Anybody else? Huh? Deidre? Well, oh, I know, 
I know, and I, I appreciate that. And the girls did fine. You know what I mean? I mean, we're not, this isn't a church with a nursery. You know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta teach your kids, you know, you got, you gotta train them up. You know, this is the way we go to church here. Uh, and you know, it's, it's just different here, but, uh, I love that y'all can, uh, see? Well, that's what I'm telling you. It's like, it's, it's just, you, there's, speaking of online, remember, we will not, I'm, I'm having surgery Friday, so I'm going to stream from home Sunday. I will be back here two weeks from today, and I want to see you all back here, all right? Anybody else got anything you want to say? All right. Uh, remain standing. We'll play the outro, please. Turn it up. Zero, there we go. Five zero four four. You will then receive a notification that you successfully completed your donation. You may also visit missionthenow.com and click the support tab to give there as well. When you contribute to Metron, you're also donating to the charity or organization of the month. Thank you for your investment into Metron. If you have a check, just make it to JESM and uh, Colonel will get it. If you have cash, just pay it forward, bless somebody. You might want to uh, bless Chandra with it. Uh, again, tell Chandra how much we appreciate her being here. You could have done about 30 more minutes. But it was good. <laughs> um, uh, I release miracles into the atmosphere. I release them into your life. I speak to your ability to recognize them. That your spiritual eyes are open to see that miracles are all around you. Just while you're here, just lift your hands up right now, right where you are. And let yourself be saturated with the miraculous. I pray that what happens to you will be what happened to Paul when he said, this thing happened to me, but whether I was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. I can't tell. That's how real the spirit realm needs to become to you. So I anoint your spiritual eyes. I anoint the mind of Christ in you. I anoint your ability to stimulate miracles, to bring them from out of the atmosphere to bring them into your life, to make the world a better place because of them, to teach your children how to uh, activate the miraculous in their own life. You are blessed miraculously in every area of your life when you come in, when you go out, in the city, in the country, in the basket, in the store. Miracles are abounding. You are, there is a miracle in your mouth and you release it over and over and over again and you wake up tomorrow saying this is the day the lord has enabled me to make i will rejoice and be glad in it. god bless you go in peace i love you